Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. Grace, this is the hard-hitting, journalistic type of work that people expect here from us at Broadway Radio. Tell us where you are right now and what you just finished doing. Well, I am here at the How to Dance in Ohio sneak peek. I am watching our dear friend Ashley Hufford and Kate Ranking take a a lovely TikTok video as I'm recording this outside of Haswell Greens. So I am in the heart of all of it. You're going to tell us a little bit about what you saw today here in a little bit. We're going to get to that in just a second. But lots of great stuff happening over on Patreon. We have our next Patreon exclusive episode coming up this weekend with somebody who might have been intimately involved with creating one of my favorite TV shows of this year, one of my favorite episodes and seasons of TV. So you'll definitely want to head over to Patreon at patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. Sign up for the mezzanine tier and above. And once we actually record the episode, uh, actually we're recording it on Friday, so it'll probably come out on Saturday. So I'm not going to be able to tell you exactly what it is. I don't like to spoil things until I actually do the interviews because I don't want them to fall through, but it'll be worth it. All right, Grace. So How to Dance in Ohio, the new Broadway musical that has a lot of people really excited. Tell us everything about what you saw today at the press preview and get us excited for this show that, like all good pieces of theater in the past year, takes place in my hometown. Ironically, it takes place in Columbus, Ohio, very much your hometown. Mm -hmm. Um, Got to hear three beautiful songs. Got to talk with um, Alexandra Shiva, who did the original documentary that is currently available to stream on Max. It's so beautiful. I loved, I mean, as as a person who has family members with autism, uh, always been like autism adjacent, love working with Collab Theater Group um, on this particular activism, who is also working with the team um, here at How to Dance in Ohio. It was amazing to hear the producer, Sammy Lopez, P3, talk about the piece and then learning about it. Jakob uh, Yandera, who did the music for it and how this the documentary just spoke to him and he called in the middle of the day, basically, for his uh, co-writer, Rebecca Greer, um, to do the book and lyrics to say, you've got to watch this right now. And it, it was just such a captivating story and how these people were in Hal Prince's office working on it and how, you know, Sammy Kennell has kind of taken all of his notes and had that as her North Star. And then just getting to hear some of the music. I mean, Liam Pierce playing Drew sang the most beautiful song called Building Momentum. And I'm probably going to post that on TikTok, but like, it's so beautiful. I think that this piece is going to speak to anyone. Sammy was able to impart that like she invited a a family member to see the show uh, who is not from the U.S. And at the end of it, this person was like crying and being like, this was so moving. It was so beautiful. Also, what is autism? And so the story was able to speak to her so much that it wasn't it wasn't so important that she knew exactly what autism was. She just knew that this was a really moving piece of theater. And I think that that is going to be what catapults this into another level of like, this is about this but it's also a universal story about connection. And I, for one, am absolutely dying to see something like that on stage. Yeah, so often we talk about theater where the more specific a story is, the more universal its message becomes. So I feel like that's probably very true with how you just described this show. Of course, it 
will begin performances on November 15th at the Blasco Theater ahead of a December 10th opening. One of the most highly anticipated shows of the fall season, especially after it got rave reviews at Syracuse stage last year when it had its world premiere. You, of course, mentioned Sammy Canold is directing. The book and lyrics are by Rebecca Greer Molosic, and the music is by Jakob Yandora. Really excited about this one. I'm glad that you got to see it. I can't wait for your TikToks and Ashley's TikToks and Kate's TikToks and everybody telling me all about the show. I will also mention Ashley Hufford also at one point lived in Columbus, Ohio when she was in high school. So another uh, another thing that we have in common, but very excited about that. Can't wait to hear more about it and definitely we'll be looking forward to that on a future trip. All right, Grace, we got a little bit of news on Monday, not a ton, but some things that we needed to go over. They did announce the rest of the Broadway cast for the upcoming revival of Spamalot, mainly ensembles, uh, understudies, swings, things like that. Included in that cast will be David Joseph Berg, who is always seems to just be like in the funniest shows and have little things that he pops up in. So I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing him on stage in this one. Graham Stevens, Daniel Beeman, Maria Briggs, Gabriella Enriquez, Michael Fatika, Dennis Lambert, Sheena Ann Morris, Kaylee Olson, Kristen Pirro, Drew Reddington, Tyler Roberts, Anju Cloud, Daryl T. Joe, Lily Kaufman, and Charlie Sutton. Again, no reference as to what James Iglehart's plans are going to be between bouncing between this and uh, wonderful world out of town. So we will have to wait and see what happens there. The show will begin performances on Halloween night, October 31st at the St. James theater. And the show is currently scheduled to run through April 28th, but even in the press release for this, the, the, the rest of this cast announcement, Grace, they did say that it's a limited run probably. So we will see if that actually holds true. I want to say that Drew Reddington was in the ensemble of New York, New York at the St. James. So the fact that he has had to pack up for a moment, he is returning home and I am excited to see him on stage again. Love that. Love that for him. All right. um, This is a follow up on a story that we talked about last week, but the Actors Equity Association announced that it has filed with the National Labor Relations Board for recognition as a union that will be representing Broadway production assistance. Equity had first announced its campaign for unionization for PAs on September 22nd. At the time, they had hoped that the Broadway League would uh, recognize them voluntarily. Apparently, that has not happened. We don't really know if the League is, according to the press release here from uh, AEA, we don't really know if the League has ever voluntarily recognized any union. Uh, So this is kind of just part of the process to see what happens with them. They are one of the very few groups of workers in the Broadway community that are not represented by a union. So we will see what the NLRB says about this in the future. All right, let's do some show and casting news. I, I, I Maybe we talked about this, but it is not ringing a bell to me, Grace. But apparently it has been confirmed that the old Vic has received permission from the Band Aid Charitable Trust. And that means that they are going to be putting on a new musical called Just for One Day, which is a musical staging of the incredible Band Aid concert in which they brought one and a half billion people together around the world for a day in which, quote, rock and roll changed the world. The musical will feature songs from Bob Dylan, David Bowie, The Who, U2, Queen, Police, Elton John, Paul McCartney, and many, many, many more. The show will apparently play the old Vic 
in 2024. So we don't have a whole lot of details there, but Band-Aid is still one of the biggest things to ever happen in the world. It happened in 1985 at Wembley Stadium. And like if you scroll through YouTube, you will still see these videos pop up all the time. Some of the most iconic performances of all time. And uh, really excited to see what this one looks like uh, when it comes to the stage in London in 2024. Let's stick over in the UK, Grace, because this is a this is an announcement that I think it kind of plays into one of your overriding theories of this theatrical season. But the casting for the National Theater's upcoming production of The House of Bernada Alba was announced on Monday and will be led by actress Harriet Walter. Grace, do you know who Harriet Walter is? No, I'm going to be embarrassed, though, when you say it. Well, I don't know, but she had a seven-episode arc on a TV show called Succession. She played Lady Caroline Collingwood. Oh, my gosh, yes. I literally saw the video for this on TikTok and Instagram today, and I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. She is so good. She has also been in a lot of uh, famously other things, Uh, but she has had such a crazy TV year, and that's Succession is just only a a smidge of it. Yeah, she was also on Ted Lasso. She played Rebecca's mother on on that show so uh yeah she's just been been great so she's going to be leading this production but what's very cool about it is is that it's being directed by rebecca frecknell who has directed two of the most buzzy shows coming out of london this past year first cabaret which you saw but also a streetcar named desire that starred paul mescal so she is very hot right now doing a lot of uh, incredible shows over in the uk so this one seems like it might be something that people will keep an eye on especially with that cast if you want to check out everybody who's going to be a part of this production it is from uh, it's a co-production with the playful productions with the national theater that will begin performances on november 16th and it's currently scheduled to run through january 8th if you want to check out the entire cast check out the show notes All right, let's move on to some Broadway casting news, and that will happen over at the Lyric Theater, where they will be welcoming in a new bunch of cast members at Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Beginning on November 14th, Kara Ricketts will take over as Hermione Granger, Daniel Frederick will take over as Ron Weasley, and Jane Bruce will take over as Delphi Diggory. The... Ensemble will be getting kind of a refresh as well with new people coming in. If you want to check out those folks, you can do that in the show notes. Continuing in the roles will be Steve Haggard, my high school co-star as Harry Potter, Angela Reed as Jenny Potter and others. So the show has been running now for for quite a while, and uh, it, it doesn't seem like it maybe because of the uh, of the shutdown grace, but it's been playing since I think it won the 2018 Tony. So I can't remember if it began in 2017 or 2018, but it's going on five, six years. It's our longest running play. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and plays obviously don't run nearly as long as they used to, but it's been going for a minute. So getting to see new generations of cast members come in uh, is really exciting. And learning that show with all of the choreography that goes on with the illusions and stuff has to be a ton of fun for those new folks. All right. um, We got a little bit of show in development news, and I had not heard anything about this, but apparently Andrew Barth Feldman and Haley Kilgore are going to be leading a reading presentation of a stage adaptation of the iconic 1990 film Pump Up the Volume. This will feature a book and lyrics by Jeremy Desmond and music by Jeff Thompson. If you are unfamiliar with the film, it originally starred 
Christian Slater in the role that Andrew Barth Feldman will be playing and Samantha Mathis in the role that Heli Kilgore will be playing. It revolves around a kind of outcast high school student who runs a pirate radio station and becomes kind of a a lightning rod for a lot of different controversies. I don't want to spoil too much uh, about the show, but also in the cast will be folks like Katie Garagetti, James Gish, Michael Raguza, Graham Rowat, and others. The presentation will be directed by Dave Solomon. So again, lots of movie to musical adaptations. I'm interested, Grace, because this had like an iconic soundtrack with folks like the the Concrete Blondes, the Pixies, Soundgarden, Sonic Youth, Cowboy Junkies. It doesn't seem like they are using those songs as much uh, since they are having a, a new score written. But I think the subject matter for this might be one of those where it's like, OK, this could be an actually really interesting dramatic piece, even if it doesn't use the songs from the film exactly in the way that we heard them back in 1990. I'm always hesitant on things like that because as like 90s babies, we're kind of addicted to still having that nostalgia attached. I can, I think it's a similar thing to like Almost Famous, how they kind of went back and forth on having that uh, Elton John, you know, presence of Tiny Dancer and things like that. But I think at the end of the day, like the reason people have such strong feelings around some of these cult classic films is because of the music. And so I think it's a really big miss when you don't get to take advantage. And sometimes, you know, uh, I'm just interested in the pursuit of whether that's present or not. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because of rights issues or because they just didn't think that it would fit properly. Uh, Who knows? And maybe there'll be some sort of mishmash of having some uh, uh, new songs and some of the songs from the film. But we'll have to kind of wait and see what happens with that one. I would love to hear reports if anyone knows exactly when this workshop is happening or this presentation is happening and it happens to be when I'm in town and they want to help me get in, please let me know. All right. um, I will wrap it up with a recommendation and it is a, a fairly long read. It is Variety's The New Power of New York List 2023. They go through a bunch of people that work and live in and around New York that are just kind of doing things, whether they are in entertainment, in fashion, in business, in media, whatever. Of course, we're going to focus on the theater-related people. They include Rachel Zegler, Drew Tarver, and Helena Yorkie from the other two, Alex Newell and Jay Harrison G, Arian Moyad, Jelani Aladdin, Matthew Lopez, Jocelyn Bio, Gina Duncan, and others. There are other people that are like not Broadway necessarily, but kind of connected to Broadway in different ways. Kelly Clarkson, Mark Consuelo, Selena Song, and others. Um, really cool to just kind of see who all these people are, what is going on with their careers, why they are do- making things different in New York City. Very fun with that. And it just always interests me here, Grace, that we keep seeing Rachel Zegler pop up on these lists. She was on the Time 100 list. She's still only like, I mean, I don't even know if she's she's like 21 yet. Like she's so young, but it's done so much in her early career. And I'm just waiting, just waiting for whenever she makes her Broadway debut. Lots of rumors, lots of rumors about a transfer, but it just seems inevitable at this point. I know she was at the Broadway flea this weekend, just like buying stuff like a theater kid, which is like who she is. Um, So I guess maybe it'll happen sooner rather than later. Maybe it'll happen next season. We'll have to wait and see, but it's got to happen eventually, right? Yeah. I mean, like she's out here, she's a kid, you know, (laughs) and, and, you know, like it's, she's going to go do those things that 
every kid loves to do that loves theater, which is like going to the Broadway flea. But I agree with you. I haven't heard any more movement on a potential will she, won't she, you know, uh, Broadway transfer that's been rumored for a while. Um, and especially not this season, like not in recent weeks. But I am curious as well. I think that whatever that Broadway debut is, it's either going to be a huge mega moment for a revival or it's going to be a very, very big uh, original piece. I do not perceive her to to do, you know, a, a show where she she comes in, you know, midway through the run, unless it's a really iconic role, character, et cetera, et cetera, like a Sally Bowles, things like that. But again, I, we're not going off of anything. This is just conjecture. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm excited to see what that is, because I think that she's smart. And I think her team is smart enough to say, like, people are anticipating this you know, much like Leah Michelle's return, whatever that's going to be, it's going to be big. So I can't wait to see whenever that happens. Yeah, I had thought maybe there was a chance that she would come in and replace Eva Noblezada and Hadestown just because like that seems like a show like it's a it's a big deal uh, with that show that Eva had been in that the whole time. So I thought there was a chance with that. Um, that obviously didn't end up happening. There is a show that is currently aiming for Broadway that has a f- decent name star already attached will they replace that person with rachel zegler i i don't know it, it to be honest with you it feels a little icky if they do to me but i guess we'll cross that bridge when we get to it um one way or the other so we will have to wait and see all right, Grace, that is all that we have for today. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can follow me pretty much anywhere at BWW. Matt, Grace, where can people find you other than outside Haswell Green? You can find me on social media at It's Grace Sahi. All right, everybody, have a wonderful Tuesday. We'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.